world can be hard, cruel, and ugly. Trust me, it gets worse if you're hungry and thirst. Doesn't push you from position, last place to first. Can't build a foundation without having feet in the dirt. So I put in the work, grind harder than most. I don't chase accolades of the living, I'm facing a ghost. That's what makes me the GOAT. Depending on who you ask, my brother, whatever task Got it covered like a mask, guaranteed they can't see me at the open run Cause I cook competitors until they look well done Don't act like you don't know where I hail from I had to climb up out the trenches, sit on benches till my time had come Don't be mad at the player, be mad at the game Sneak this in the hating, that's a flag on the play Me falling off, huh, that'll be the day I'm like Bolt in the race, leave the track, flambe, it's the open run back giving you more of what you asked for it's the open run with will strickland in conversation with you know i'm out here jacking for beats like ice cube the homie the compadre the comrade <laughs> ryan antonio henry what's going on b hey good 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 just sunday sunday vibes right now Waiting for preseason games to start, but also into football. But this is a basketball podcast. Oh, preseason so games are over. Talk hoops. Preseason games are, are over, aren't they? Preseason games are over. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're starting Tuesday night. Tuesday and night. Okay. Before we get it started, before you set it off like Cleo and and uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Shout <laughs> out to Dana Lane Owens, uh, my old boss, Queen Latifah. Before we set it off, we have to give out awards because that's what we do here on the podcast. Yes. The Do Work Awards, the 2022-2023 preseason edition on the Open Run, Will Strickland. And generally, we start with, like, the awards we make up because it's easy bake to give away the awards that everyone else gives out, right? You give away, you know, the player. You give the Rookie of the Year. You give away the MVP. And we're going to do, we're going to do that, no doubt. But. We're going to start with some awards. We actually added some new awards this year, which I kind of like. And I talked about it on, I think it was, what was it, the Eastern Conference preview that we did this week? I must have talked about it. And we'll get to that in a second. But, I mean, with no further ado, I mean, are you ready to dole out some awards, sir? Yeah, let's give these out. Okay, well, check it. The very first award I like to give out before the season starts, so we can identify this person. The Ski Mask All-Star. At least one guy in the league who is stealing money from a team right now. He's not going to give his full effort. He's going to do whatever he needs to do to keep his bag, no matter where he goes. He's not going to take a buyout. You can't you can't waive him you, because his, his ticket number is too high. And as the guest on the podcast, sir, if you would, please, your ski mask all-star, preseason all-star for 2022-2023. I feel like I've put in him every year since he's got his contract. I don't know. We can roll the tape. And, <laughs> and maybe money that's being made these days, it's not really as bad. But I'm going to go Luke Kennard with the Clippers. Ow. Yeah. Luke and, and it's not because last year, though. Come on. He, he kind of earned it, his money. Like, when we look at the scale, yeah, based on what guys are getting out, like – you see Steph Curry at almost $50 million a year. Yeah. So if you put it in perspective to what Luke Kennard is getting, $15, $16 oh, million? It, it's, it's nothing. Yeah. Right. It, so it, it's 16, is he really stealing money? A year. Is he yeah, really stealing it's, money? 
it's 16, 17 million a year. And with the way the money works in the NBA, that, that usually becomes like nothing in like two to three years later after the contract's doled out. But, but like, I'm just kind of looking at, at a perspective as what his role is going to be on this team. And mm. now that the Clippers have kind of like stacked the deck and added more pieces and just are looking more formidable, I feel like his role is going to be diminished to the point where I don't know if he's going to be worth that 16, 17 million. So is it is it his fault that he cap, capitalized when it was opportune? I'm just asking questions. I want to. I don't know. think it's. I don't think it's his fault. I don't think it's his fault. Like he got his bag. Um, I don't know if he's getting the bag. Like you know, a bag again like that. But no, 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 no. no, no, no. Who knows? But who knows? Who you knows? know what? I really thought you were going to say my man Gordon Hayward. That, you I feel like that's and got words. million dollars. Yeah. People were like, "How would you give him 120 million dollars?" Now he has like the 282nd highest paid salary in the league. Yeah. So it yeah. changes because, and let's give credit where credit is due. The richest player in the National Basketball Association, the person who's owned, earned more from his contracts in NBA history, over a half a billion dollars. The hashtag. Because when he started doing those two year deals with one option year to keep his front office's feet to the fire to make sure they were making the right moves to keep him in that city. People say, well, that's mercenary work. No, that's business. Yeah. Because when the teams have an expiring contract, they don't care about your loyalty to that team, what you brought to that city. All they see is an expiring contract. All they see is a an asset. They must manage the best way they can for the sake of the squad. Ask. Yeah. Well, you can't ask him anymore, but the late Dr. Jerry Buss traded Shaquille Rashawn O'Neal because he had Kobe. Bless the day. Yeah. yeah so, he was able to capitalize, get the most money, and, you know, dictate where he goes in the future. Well, so he didn't get the most money. They traded him because they're like, okay, well, Shaq has been the he won us all these championships. Kobe hadn't done that yet. He was a, a big part of those. Don't get me wrong. What, three-time finals MVP? They went to the finals how many times in five years? Six years? Four times in six years? Yeah. Yeah. That's no joke. And the man who was leading that charge was Shaquille O'Neal. They traded him. So what is loyalty in sports business? It's a fallacy. But give it up to the players who to start who started figuring this out, got a strong CBA, have a strong union, where they can go up against the NBA. But, again, this is an awards show. It's not a CBA or cap show. And I've never felt good about people who spend a lot of time pocket watching billionaires and caring about how much money they spent. Yeah. They don't care. For some of these owners or governors, or whatever you want to call them, owning a basketball team is a hobby, not their primary source of income. This is a toy to them. And we care yeah. about their cap. Oh, he saved this much money on cap space. Play fantasy owner all you want. These guys are really dealing with real money. But my ski mask all-star happens to play for the team that I was talking about that was once owned by Dr. Jerry Buss. His name? Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is my ski mask all-star. His attitude will determine his altitude. And so far, it has not helped him. $47 million, $47,063,478 he will earn this year, no matter what he does. 
he can have all the bad attitude he wants because they can't trade him and he's going to get his money and be at home. But it's going to stay in, to me. Will it stay in his legacy? No, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, no matter what we feel about this season. Does he care? I don't know. And we'll find my out. Thing, my thing about Westbrook is I've heard reports, not reports, but, you know, the, the stats guys saying that if you actually look at what happened with the Lakers last year, he actually had one of the better seasons of the Lakers. Did his job. He had averaged 18 points, eight, eight assists, eight rebounds a night. Great. Not too bad. But those numbers, when he played, if you look on the court, but I don't really deal in plus minus. I could care less about plus yeah. minus. Yeah. Because that's the stat that can be juked. And all stats can be juked, really. But they didn't end up and you know, they didn't do anything last year. He got his numbers. They're less than what he is normally getting, but he's playing on a team with Anthony Davis when he's there, aka street clothes. Right? That's his nick nomenclature. And I think your volume just went out. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about AD in a minute. Don't worry. And, uh, oh, wow. Okay. And also, um, you know, the hashtag. So, with that being said, my ski mask all-star, Russell Westbrook, $47 million a year. And unless he's willing to take not the demotion, but actually an extended to his career by coming off the bench and leading a second unit. Because Russell Westbrook, an all-star playing against second unit, guys, he's going to be murderous. And they're gonna and yeah. other teams are gonna have to make adjustments if he falls into his role. If he accepts that role as a leader of that second unit, they could be a problem. A good comparison is when Iverson was shipped to Detroit and when Melo had to finally accept his bench role. I think Russ that time is 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 present for him. So it could go either way. It could go the, the AI way, which was terrible. Yeah, or you go the mellow way, which actually extended his career because what he did in Portland, especially in the playoffs, even though they lost, yeah. gave him a contract and time to finally play with his one of his best friends in Los Angeles. So you never know. Exactly. Yeah. All right. With that being said, we're going to move on to the next award. Um, and I get, listen, you guys are listening. If you have any disagreements, if you agree with us, let us know. I don't know if we gave up our socials like I normally do at the beginning of the show. When I say you're now listening to the open run uh, with Will Strickland, that would be me, you know, but I didn't do that today because we're doing the award show. I should have, but you can reach me at W underscore Strickland and the number one on Twitter, Will Strickland and the number one on IG and across all streaming platforms where podcasts can be found, but right now exclusively at anchor.fm. So, and you can reach Ryan too. If you have questions, hit me up all social socials at R.A. Henry, and you can uh, tell me how my picks suck, and I will <laughs> tell you how you are wrong. Right. So with that being said, we're going to choose some. We're going to go like a total flip from what we were just doing with Russell Westbrook and your guy, Luke Kennard. I feel bad. We were all L.A. for that one. But the play hard. I, I, old, would, I wish I did more homework on that, to be honest. I, 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 I could have done better, but sorry, sorry, Luke. Wow. He's just an easy punching, uh, whipping boy for you. But a pretty hard all-star, a guy who is not necessarily the glue guy for a team, but you know he will actually eventually somewhere he will end up being one of those guys, no matter what team he plays for. He's a guy on the margins of the league, you know, maybe a tweener in university, came to the league, didn't really have a position, but figured it out when he looked at the roster and said, 
This is what I'm going to do to stay on this team and do anything to make that happen. Who's that play hard all-star for you this year? I feel like, again, it might be, in your words, an easy-bake answer, but from what I've seen since he got to Milwaukee, Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. Um, His history in the league from, you know, the punch that uh, broke up and sent Miritich back to Europe. <laughs> uh, he has been a bit of a traveler and, you know, trying to find his spot. And in the last, in the Milwaukee championship year, he finally found his home in Milwaukee, got the contract and became a fan favorite. But it's mainly through hard work, grit and attitude that they surely needed. And mm-hmm. he was there to pick up pieces for players, you know, oft, often injured uh, Lopez brother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, Chris Middleton missing in action a couple, a uh, couple c- crucial games and like, series. Like so, I like so Bobby Portis continues to stay in the league, get contracts, and become again an icon in or a fan favorite in Milwaukee through his play. And he Listen, plays. He's an icon. He's won two championships in fifty years, fifty something yeah. years in existence. So you have to give up. Bobby Portis is an icon right next to Arthur Fonzarelli. No, no, it's not that close, right? It's like, okay, it's Luel Cinder, the artist formerly known as Fernando Luel Cinder Jr., Giannis, or it could be one or two. It depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. Then the Fonz, then Bobby Portis. I think that's fair to say. I think each championship team has that memorable guy that it's like that, that lovable, like, rough rough guy like I again I'm going back to the Mavs but Brian <laughs> the custodian cardinal for the Mavs was no that doubt. guy for the Mavs. Right. Um you can go through I any JJ Barrett before him, that guy. I would say JJ Barrett before him. Oh JJ Barrett hundred percent yeah he's before never buying Brian here so you can you can go on any of these teams find that one guy and it's like yeah yeah that's that's I can guarantee you I can guarantee you if you're walking down the street with JJ Barrett one day and walking down the street with Brian Cardinal one day, the only person that would recognize Brian Cardinal would be somebody like you. I'm but everybody would recognize J.J. Yeah. Barea, and that's, that's that guy, 100%. right? Yeah. And he doesn't 100%. look like an NBA player at all, right? Yeah. At least Brian Cardinal's like 16. So you're like, yo, you must play basketball. <laughs> Literally looked like his nickname. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But um, my guy is a guy who played in the backcourt in the University of Miami, with Lonnie Walker, one of the best defensive backcourts I'd seen in a long time. And he came to the league with no real position, couldn't shoot, you know, was tough, just tough as nails. My man, Bruce Brown of the Denver Nuggets, is my mm-hmm. play hard all-star. He's going to make it, he's going to make a difference in Denver this year. He's going to be the dude that does all the things that no one else wants to do. He and KCP are going to be those guys in the perimeter that play that level of defense. They're going to inspire the rest of that team to play harder and faster and stronger. It's going to save Mike Malone's job. So my play hard all-star is Bruce Brown. I like it. Um, Bruce Brown was, if we had an award for stolen signee or whatever for for the offseason, it was Denver picking up Bruce Brown. Like What he was able to do for Brooklyn in that disaster of a season – Kind of went under the radar. People weren't really hundred like, percent. They're just focused on KD, Kyrie, Simmons, and what they were doing. Meanwhile, 
Bruce Brown's out here producing numbers and and started start, starting to make a credible three point shot from the corner. Like that's the shortest shot from deep that you can shoot, and he was making those. So exactly. salute to Bruce Brown. So you said you like that, but yeah, I like that pick too, no doubt. And I think he's going to be a valuable piece out there in Denver for them making that push, right? Um, but when we go from, again, from a guy who's really all about the team to the he-with-us-all-stars, my man Dion used to call Aaron Baines, who will probably never play in the NBA again. I Hopefully he's recovered from his injuries. Um, anytime he was on the court, teams would beg him to shoot because he was actually playing for the other team. It's like he's an automatic rebound. It's an automatic fast break if he shoots a three for the Raptors. So he's the guy who's playing for the other team, allegedly. And my he with us all-star this year, right now, in preseason, Russell Westbrook. Oh, thankfully he didn't say that. Okay. Okay. I know that Dexter would be upset, <laughs> but he with us all-star until he shows that he really wants to be there, like, in a substantive way. Like, again, you can go out and get – Boogie Cousins numbers. True. And not necessarily be there. I think Russell Westbrook has an opportunity to change that narrative if he wants to. So the he with us all-star, Russell Westbrook. Okay. All right. Um see, I did I, I like you, I had Russ in two of my picks, but I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm tired. I can't do this anymore. I can't just keep going on Russ. I want to see what it is. It is what it is because what you saw last season. But uh, I am going to pick on somebody who else kind of gets, you know, picked on a lot by the media, but I think it's kind of well deserved. Um, Mine is Ben Simmons. Mm. And the reason being is because, yes, is he a defensive, uh, all defense player when he does play? Yes. Can he? You know, can he score when he wants to in terms of, you know, getting to the rim if he adds that to his – well, I I think that was in his game, but you know what? With his confidence hurting at an all-time level this preseason just with, you know, the air ball that forced the Brooklyn Nets to come out with a statement saying this is going to need time, it showed me that, yeah, I think teams are going to come in and take advantage of him early while his confidence is rebuilding after not playing for basketball for a, a what long confidence, time. Ryan, what confidence? That confidence was gone before he left Philadelphia. When he passed up a dunk on Trey Young, yeah. it was a wrap. And now that he's still that was- talking about what people say on social media, like when you care that much about what people say on social media, people yeah. who don't know you, if you've invested in that much, you're not coming back. You give them to those streets, though. You give them to those streets. Yeah. Well, look, I, I mean, I get the pick, and I think that he's going to have an opportunity to redeem. But we'll see in the pressure moments how he comes up. Like in the preseason game, they said, oh, he held Giannis to four, six to 21 uh, in a preseason game. I'm not worried about Giannis in the preseason game. When they yeah. go, oh, you know, blah, blah, shot this. and I don't care about preseason games. You don't win a championship in October, but you do win it in practice. If your habits are good, you're out there participating and playing hard in practice. And it sounds funny to say that, but every championship team will tell you 
we didn't win the championship on the court in June. We won it when we got together in August in Las Vegas and worked out together. Went yeah. to dinner together. Hung out and played cards all night. Gambled a little bit. Or we went to Hawaii, whatever it was. And it was outside of the team structure. We just did this on our own. When all the guys show up and they're actively participating, that's when they win the championships. That's when they win them. So keep that in mind when you're looking at Ben Simmons and the, all the talent they have in Brooklyn. But, you know, talent doesn't win you championships all the time when you have people want to work hard. And that's our meal plan, ball on the budget all-star. And I had I really had a hard time figuring out which one I really want to see, but I'm picking. Now, you know what I should let because I, I went first last time. So I'm gonna we're gonna do the, the snake draft and let you pick now. <laughs> so your ball on the budget, meal plan all-star preseason for the 2022-2023 NBA season is whom? Okay, I was gonna give you two, but just in case one of these guys is yours. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to do it. But then I feel like it's also cheating. Does the rookie extension guys count? Not the rookie contract, the rookie extension. Work it. Let's see. DeMontis Sabonis. Why? The, the, the guy signed four years, 74 mil, roughly what? Six, uh, 18, six, well, yeah, 18 mil a year. And you look at his numbers, he's producing double doubles on a regular okay. basis. You say that's ball in the budget, he's making basically what Luke Kennard makes. I can, and he could have been an all star. Was he an all star once? I thought he was an all star. He was, he was an all star so the first time. It's last hard to year. call him, it's hard for me to call him a ball in the budget all star, but I like what you're saying because it, yeah. it makes the case based on what we talked about. With Luke Kennard and the, the contracts structure today because yeah. of the CBA and the union. So, okay, yeah. that's fair. I'm not mad at that. Will he do the yeah. same thing this year in Sacramento with a much better team? Remember, I said on the Western Conference preview, Sacramento is going to make noise. Remember, I said yeah. Rashawn Holmes, the Monica bonus, you got Harrison Barnes, he's going to come off the bench. Okay. Yeah. Because he's going to give way to Keegan Murray. You're going to have De'Aaron Fox in the backcourt, and, of course, my man, off-night, Davion Mitchell. Yeah. I like yeah. this starting lineup. I like that yeah. it'd be a disruptor team in the West. And so I'm not mad at Demonis Sabonis. But you know yeah. who I'm going to say? Even I think this is an even better pick. This is me personally, of course. I was going to go with Ayo Desumu from the Bulls because you're not going to have Monzo Ball in the backcourt for a while. Not going to have him. Okay? That's his contract. It's definitely he's like not a lot. He's, he's on a rookie deal. Yeah. But that's yeah. easy bake. That's easy bake. Yeah. yeah. But there's another guy who is going to earn his extension. That's why he's a bowling budget all star. My man Desmond Bain. Ah, okay. Yeah. In Memphis, $2 million a year doing what he's doing. Oh, he's yeah. about to catch a bag. And he's going to play yeah. like that because he sees there's an opportunity right now for him to step up and be that second guy. Everyone thought it was going to be um, Jaron Jackson III or Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. It's not going to be him. It's Desmond Bain. And Desmond Bain can become a Chris Milton type in that line. Oh, he's definitely going to I, take that role as the second option, 100%. 100%. He's already done that. It's yeah. not Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Not going to be. So 
Desmond Bain, my ball in the budget, meal plan all-star for the 2022-2023 preseason awards. The do work awards here on the open run with Will Strickland. I like, it. I like that pick too, no doubt. But shout out to Ayo because he's going to get a chance. Now, all points bulletin, a player who was gone last year and is going to come back and like, yo, I'm going to take over the league again. I'm edging toward my getting my chi right and making sure that I have some positivity in my in, in my energy right now. And I didn't want to pick one. I really didn't want to. But in a way, I didn't, to tell you the truth. I didn't pick one. And I was going to pick on somebody. And I felt like I was doing too much, an all-points bulletin, and I was going to go back to that same dude in L.A. And so I let it go. My energy <laughs> wasn't right, my guy. I had to let that one yeah. go. But if you have one, by all means, please share it. Well, because I didn't want to pick on him so much, he is actually my all-points bulletin is Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? So that, that kind of worked out. It's hard it kind of worked out that. perfect. When you were yeah. saying that, I was like, yeah. See, because he could have been on three separate awards, and I was just like, I can't have Russell on all of mm. these. So let me just spread out, spread spread this out. And, yeah, I, I, I went with Russell just because, like you mentioned earlier on, uh, it's the attitude. Like, what's going to happen? What is he going to do? We already seen it in the in the preseason with the huddle and just um, the, the childish – back and forth with, uh, I can't remember his name, but just throwing the ball back. Uh, back oh, yeah. In and out. Like, he was play- yeah. I mean, that's, uh, just, that's, that's just, on course. So I'm, not, I'm not mad at that kind of stuff. I'm not mad at that. But where's mm-hmm. his focus? And, I mean, to be fair to what we're doing with this award show, I will give one guy. Since you said Russell, I'm going to talk about team turmoil, team dysfunction in the East and Kyrie Andrew Irving. Like for all that he talked about coming back in the whole nine and he didn't know where he was going. He, he was definitely out of there. Yeah. He's definitely out of there. But I would say Kyrie Irving, mostly because you're going to see someone who is going to mess with the emotions of Steve Nash all year. He's going to mess with the emotions of the fans. He's going to mess with Joe side. And he says, I turned down a hundred minutes. No, you didn't turn it down. You lost it. So I can't see unless they even if they win a championship, he's bouncing. Joe Sy's yeah, not gonna get yeah. this dude 250 million dollars over the next four years, five years to stay there in Brooklyn. No, there's no way. No, and, and he has to he has to pandemic plan and, and find find a, a place that doesn't have uh the same guidelines as as New York. <laughs> you know who, who doesn't? Los Angeles. There you go. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. But he's my APP um, all points bulletin. We got to find him. No, he's going to let you know he's on. That that he's not going. They, they can't recover from what they did this summer. I don't no. care. In the history, in the history of sports, not just basketball. In the history of sports, where you had like a, a situation that was so threatening and so terrible, we, we already saw this with better players. I wouldn't say. Well, at this point, yeah, two better players than Shaq and Kobe. I'm going to always go back to that. Even after they had the little beef, Kobe asked for a trade and the whole nine. He wanted to go. He's like either me or Shaq. Like all of a sudden he came in uh, fat and out of shape. They make it to the NBA Finals and they don't win. It was done before it started. You see what I'm saying? So 
That being said, let's move on to the Andrew Bogan Awards, the All Injured Reserve Team. The All Street Closed. I'm, I was praying for years not to ever call this the Anthony Davis Awards. The guy who's a dead serious street clothes, you know, somebody like if you if you're on the injured reserve list, as much as Andrew or as much as Anthony Davis is called street clothes. If you're not on that much, they call you tracksuit. I'm like, okay, dog, I'm going too far with it, right? But if you had to choose an all injured reserve team, who would that be for you? Well, you're kind of messed up. Like, like, it's almost like we're wishing these guys bad before the season starts. Yeah. You know what? Let's I, not I, do it. I, yeah. We're gonna scrap this. We're gonna scrap this award I, for the preseason. I think everyone knew what we were gonna say for the most part. You Ooh. already said it. I, I was actually even gonna suggest that we do change it from Andrew Bogut to Anthony Davis to make it more uh, relevant to, to 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 now. But we can we can scrap it. Well, I just like his homage to the guys who are always like he was a former number one pick in the draft, and he wants to. I mean, he was a key contributor to at least one championship in Golden State, but they thought sure. he was going to be that dude in Milwaukee, and then they drafted some kid a couple of years later. You know who he is already. Yeah, but he was born by there. Yeah. So we look at uh, let's just scrap the all points, not all points bulletin, but the. All Andrew Bogut's the injury reserve team because we want everyone to come out starting the season healthy, even though we know Pat Connaughton, a real contributor to that championship team in Milwaukee, is out for the next three weeks. We know that Seth Curry and Joe Harris, both key contributors, both shooters, right? Active shooters on that squad, not going to start the season. They're going to be on the bench and street clothes. So I wouldn't call that, but it's going to be tough if they don't have those shooters to spread out the court for Durant. And for Ben Simmons on the court, they're going to need shooters. Yeah. They're going to need those shooters. So, you know, these guys starting off the season, uh, wish them well and get any back. We're going to skip that award altogether and shouts out to all of them. But I want to add something. The who he played for All-Star. Because in the NBA with, you know, um, free agency, a lot of players change teams for whatever reason. Trade, you got waved, you got picked up, whatever the case might be. And you might not recognize them because they're playing in a different uniform or you haven't seen them for a while. And I'll start this this one off. I love the fact that Shaq and the Fool and who he played for are like part of the lexicon of the NBA and it's because of Shaquille O'Neal, who is also nicknamed Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is the truth because of Shaquille O'Neal. So he gives out Nick nomenclature like nobody's business. And that's one of his contributions to the game, 100%. Yeah. But who he played for, because a lot of these guys don't know, I picked a guy who was injured but was playing out of his mind in the bubble in 2020. Got moved around a couple of times while he was injured and is going to be coming off the bench for the Brooklyn Nets this year. His name, T.J. Warren. T.J. Warren was playing at an incredible level in the bubble. People are like, oh, he's about to get that bag. Then the injury happened. Yeah. You forgot about him. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to be a big comeback year for him. And he's doing, he's my who he played for all star because you didn't, I didn't know he was on the next until I did some research earlier. I didn't know. I thought he was still like in um Indiana. I thought uh, he was yeah. in Indiana. But yeah, he get warm. Completely forgotten about since the bubble. See um, who he played for. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I got two. One, because this guy didn't really have time in the league yet, but with his recent um, team, I felt like he's in due for actual playing time and a breakout. Mm. So, again, I don't know if this fits your criteria, but I'm going to go with Bull Bull. You know what? That's I think that's fair. He is a he is an internet sensation. Everyone thinks yeah. that Bobo should play. Well, Bobo yeah. can play basketball. It's just injuries that, that kept him out. And again, there's one of those situations where he's buried behind. in the preseason. He looks like an all star. This season, he's one of you know best cheerleaders in the league. I can't yeah. knock him for yeah. being what he is and who he is. But in Orlando, he's going to have an opportunity to play. And Jamal Mosley is running a bunch of different lineups. We have the versatility of in the front line where you can play a Paolo Bancaro and a Bull Bull and say, okay, whether I went, use Wendell Carter in the middle, whether I use, you know, um, Jonathan Isaac, whether I use Mo Bamba in the middle, middle, I can take and make Bull Bull my center. Right? Yeah. And do other things. And so the flexibility between Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro on the wings, which I think and those names are going to come up a little bit later in the podcast as well. They have a lot down in Orlando, and I want to see them make that leap as a as a team. I think they will make that leap this year and at least win. I'll say they're going to win between 35 and 40 games this year. Orlando Magic put it in the books for them. I like it. I like it. And and for me, I always come back to the word opportunity. And now mm-hmm. that you know he's out of Denver, Denver, I don't think ever really wanted to play him. Um, Orlando is the land of opportunity. You could they're waiting for somebody to show up and just say, Hey, like this is my team. I want to play, I want to do this. Like, they got it in the rookie, but they're and you got it in Franz. But there is still opportunity to show up and say, okay, I'm a part of this Look, I, new identity that they're now forming. I said last year that Cole Anthony was going to be an odd man out. He stepped up and proved that he was the odd man in, and Jalen Suggs is going to have to fight for that position back there. you got Markel Fultz who's injured. Best luck in, in recovering to you, young man, being back in the lineup. They have some tools down there. Can they put it all together? Can they create a culture down there? I think one of those guys are going to lead that culture. Could be a, a ball ball, which sounds crazy to say because he's never led anything anywhere, whether he's in college or anything else. But, you know, you look at the parts and pieces, I'm not mad at that. Not mad at that at all. Yeah. Now, you know, a guy who spent a lot of time on the bench like ball ball, it's apropos we go to the new award in our quiver, the Thanasis. If you're not familiar with Thanasis and Tendakumpo, he is the guy that is so lucky that his brother's in the NBA and, and MVP in the league. Because that's the only way he would have a job. Pretty much. So the Nastas is all about your etiquette and your support on the bench of a more experienced, more talented sibling in the league. And we have players who have brothers in the league. And you know what? In ways, I almost feel like I want to extend this, but he's out of the league now. Sharif Cooper got waived. Um, His sister plays in the WNBA. But that would have been dope. But we can't do that now. So – when we're thinking about what the Thanasis Award is, you can't give the award to Thanasis. The award is named after him. We know. He's a nut on the bench. And I, I think he's part of the reason why they had that room rules change in the NBA, where the benches can't stand up, is because of Thanasis. Yeah, 
He, he was clapping a little too hard. I'm saying. So who is, who is the guy who's going to win your preseason finances award? Well, I, I think I mentioned it early on in the Eastern Conference uh, preview that we had done. Uh, the right. Holiday Brothers are now <laughs> in Atlanta. And uh, if you're kind of seeing which one's going to get more playing time, I, I think you go the way of Justin and right. Aaron being the uh, the winner of that award. Wow. Okay. I'm not mad at that. And it's funny. I was going to choose them too, but because I'm built like this, I can switch it up because there are a couple of guys who have siblings in the league and Isaiah Mobley is too, it's too early for me to tell that he's going to be that guy. And they have a very quiet demeanor. Both of them, Evan and Isaiah have very quiet demeanors, but I'm not afraid to say, even though he just got waved it, I was hoping it was going to be Lagello shots in Charlotte all year long. Okay. And Leangelo yeah. Ball was going to be the guy up there clapping real hard for his brother and more clapping to say, Coach, look at me. I'm a real team guy. Keep me on the team. So I thought it was going to be Leangelo Ball. So I can't I can't use him because he got waived. But I will go. I will go the way of. Damn, I can't even do him either. You know what? I'll take with Leangelo. Because I was going with the, the, you know, I was going with the holiday ball. But yeah, I'm gonna stick with it, right? So we're gonna go, and you know he got waved. Let's go with Legello, just so I can keep saying Legello. I don't know why I want to keep saying Legello. We're gonna get Legello from Legello and go to you're gonna get this work, the comeback player of the year in the National Basketball Association. Who's your pick, sir? So I did also mention him in our Western Conference preview. Um, there's a guy who hasn't been able to play basketball for a while. He's been just collecting paychecks, which is nice. But, you know, he's gone through a lot of mental mental struggles, um, injury problems, and he's been given another chance in the home of Los Angeles with the Clippers. So I'm going to go John Wall is comeback player. I think he is ready to play regular everyday basketball, not just once or twice a season before you get shut down. Um, he has a chip on his shoulder. He has a lot to prove to let people know he's still a viable player and a viable option. And, yeah, I think the perfect, perfect team to do it is, is where he's at with the Clippers. Yeah, no, I, I like that pick a lot. I mean, I could have picked a, a guy also on his team coming back from multiple injuries. And and obviously, at one time, one of the top 10 players in the National Basketball Association and quiet Anthony Leonard. But, and I'm really praying and believing in Zion Latif Williamson because I'm a big fan of what the Pelicans are doing. I think it will be Zion Williamson as our comeback player of the year. He's going to get this work. He's going to give you, if he gives you anywhere close to what he's giving you in the field goal percentage, if he shoots anywhere between 59 and 65% from the field because he has better players around him all the time now, that means, that means he can be more efficient, shoot less, and still score 20, 25 points a night. CJ McCollum will step back to make sure he does that because he's that kind of leader. As the president of the Players Association as well, he will make sure that Zion eats. Wait, are we allowing Zion to eat anymore? You're muted. I said he can eat, but it's all lean. 
I, th- I think he's uh I think he's done with the gumbo. Um I think I think those days have passed. He came in looking great in the training camp, and I'm hopefully hopefully he'll, you know, he had a little injury, tweaked his ankle a little bit going to the basket. And you know, you 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 don't want to see this as a recurring thing throughout the season. Hopefully he'll he's fine. But my pick or he gonna get this work, comeback player of the year, Zion Latif Williamson. He he reminds me kind of of Blake's start to his career, where it's just like just dunk. Everyone wants to see you dunk. And even Vince Carter at one point in his career, Ooh. when you get labeled as the dunker, you have to kind of find your way out of that and redefine your game, or else you're you're out of the league. Um, well, Vince, and, Vince already had like Vince had a pretty good jumper game. Though. Yeah, yeah, Vince had Vince had the whole package, but even him was kind of like, you know what, I'm going to kind of cool down the Duncan a little bit. And, and Blake had to learn that lesson, too. Blake had to learn that lesson, too, and he did. Because at some point in Blake's career, he found a jumper late and and a bit of a post game, um, not uh, not not too bad of a post game. So I want to see what Zion's going to do when, you know, the knees are kind of feeling it and right. what what is he going to add to his game um, to, to really prolong his career. You brought something up just now that made me think. Like, name five guys you know who played 20 years in the National Basketball Association. Because Vince Carter, when they say he was just a dunker, you don't play 20 years in the NBA. So I already gave you one. You know one. Uh, for sure. Vince, Dirk, Kobe. I feel like Duncan fell short. He did. Vince, Dirk, Kobe. Damn. I hope you all the other two. Right? Oh, well, Udonis. Udonis. Udonis has. No, no, he's not 20. He's not 20 in. He's not 20 in. Uh, this I'll year, well, once oh, he, he steps on the court. Is it? No, no, because he's he got in the league when he was 23 or 24. I think it's his 18th season. But oh, I'm not I mad. This you're right 20. about that. It might be his 20th. You might be right. We already know that the hashtag is going to his 20th, but I'm actually saying playing the whole season. I'm not a guy who was on the oh, bench. Okay. But we know why they've kept him on the bench. I'm talking about guys who actually played. So I'm thinking about Kareem and, and Robert Parrish, who played the most games in NBA history. Okay, yeah. Right? So you think about those guys who played 20, 20 plus years, Vince Carter's in that mix. You have to be more than a dunker to play 20 years in the NBA, unless you're Udonis Haslam <laughs> and you're part of the Miami Mafia. That's the only exception yeah. to the rule. We just learned something for new sure. today, for sure. Yeah. Right? So as we move on, uh, on the open run, Will Strickland in conversation with Ryan Antonio Henry talking about the 2022-2023 preseason awards that we give out called the Do Work Awards here on the podcast. We're going to the leap, the most improved player in the league and four years, $140 million extended and one sore eye or one sore jaw or whatever, doesn't really matter. Jordan Poole. Go blue all day, every day. The most improved player in the league. He's going to have a lot to prove based on what happened in the preseason, earning this money, and you know, knowing that he's a key contributor and that the, the, the Warriors believe in him. I mean, he's a guy who worked out from a two-way contract, getting in the league and G League assignments and stuff, to being a key contributor to that championship team and one of three players to ever shoot uh, in, in league or playoff games from, from a guard position. 60% and score 25 plus points. Yeah. The other ones were like Jerry West and I can't, it wasn't Michael Jordan, it was somebody else, but 
Jordan Poole's in that conversation. And he earned his money no matter what happened. So Jordan Poole is my most improved player in the uh, NBA this year. I, You know what? After that punch, he's definitely going to come out and say, I earned every cent of this. <laughs> and I think that's just more motivation for him to to shut everybody up. Because, yeah, that that kind of became – it's going to be a meme. If it isn't already a meme, it, it's going to be out there eventually. Um, mine is, again, I'm going to kind of go close to, to home. Well, not home anymore, but not even my home. But Jalen Brunson, um, new home in New York, new $100 million earner. You have – a New York team that desperately wants a leader and you've been playing behind one of the future faces of this league in Luca for the last uh, three, four or five years now. So this is his time to break out, become a 20 plus point guy, maybe a 10 plus assist guy, depending on, you know, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. I'm I'm just saying his numbers without Luca league today. You know how hard it I is? feel like, yeah, yeah, but you know, New York's got some weapons now with him there and his ability to distribute the ball, score when at will when he wants. I feel like his numbers are going to jump. I feel they're going to jump and they're going to jump a lot because, again, when you play behind a ball dominant guy like Luca, you're not able to, to get uh, the stats that, um, it's kind of – I don't want to call him a James Harden situation, obviously, but it's like James Harden playing behind KD and um, Russell Westbrook and OKC for long. Couldn't become the Houston James Harden we know. I'm not going to say by any means that Jalen Brunson is going to become James Harden, but I feel like you're going to see that where the obviously the production, the numbers, and everything is just going to go up. They have to. He earned the money. He got the money. Exactly. So did I actually – give a hint to our next award because I said the guy who's going to make the leap is not necessarily the most improved. This is a guy that you're going to watch become like a breakout star. And my sixth man of the year is Jordan Poole as well. I already said that. that he's going to be my guy. You know, Jalen Brunson starting, so he can't be your sixth man of the year, but Jordan Poole's my sixth man of the year. I mean, after everything, he's going to show and prove. I know that Tyler Hero is mad. He wants to be a starter, but he's going to be in that, in that running as well as the gunner. Jordan Clarkson, who now has no restrictions in Utah, none. I can guarantee oh, you he's going to have at least like 20 it. shots a night coming yeah. up the bench, at least 20 shots a night. So both like guys are going to be in the mix of that. But Utah's not going anywhere. So you te- think about teams that are going somewhere. Jordan Poole, depending on how, excuse me, how many games he starts, because they're not saying anything about Clay yet. But he didn't put, play in a preseason. And there's a threshold for how many games you can start. How many times did Manu Ginobili win the sixth man of the year? I don't think he ever did. If he did, he probably won it once. And that's because yeah. he started so much because he had – but he played, He didn't care whether he came off the bench or not. He was finishing games. So exactly. is Jordan Poole going to be in position for that? It gives, yeah. you know, a chance for somebody to come off the bench in, in another city to become that guy. But Jordan Clarkson is my – not Jordan Clarkson. Um, Jordan Poole is my guy uh, for the sixth man of the year. Who's your guy? So this is where you can count this as home cooking. But um, earlier this, well, not early, late in the summer, we found out that um, 
a certain uh, new acquisition in Christian Wood would be the sixth man for the Dallas Mavericks from Jason Kidd. I don't know how long that lasts. I don't know if it lasts one game and the rest of the way they're like, no. But if he does manage to play the majority of his minutes at six, then, yeah, I'm going to go Christian Wood because, again, like I mentioned in the West, 20 and 10 guy. You are such a homer, though. I can everybody, see it. everybody who played in Dallas is going to be a twenty and ten guy. Whether it be assists or rebounds, are we going to find somebody? Out? No, Christian Wood hey, can get hey, ten blocks hey. a game, son. Like get Robinson out of here. Robinson is no longer a Mav, so that that's New York Nick love. I'm just saying, like you're picking all these former <laughs> Mavs or new Mavs or whatever to be this. I, mean, I get it. You're a Mavs fan. If you don't yeah, know that, yeah, already. yeah, you're gonna love my uh, my. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Okay, executive of the year. Since you know you're you're moving your guys around, who's gonna be your executive of the year this year? Uh, this one was yeah. a little hard because. I feel like this ward is going to kind of be like repeating every in the last couple of years, just because I had Bob Myers because it's the situation he has. And if it comes out that he managed it well, then yeah. Like, wait, it's it's like, it's like saying Steve Kerr is not a good coach because he has all these tools. Or Phil Jackson yeah. or Greg Popovich. So Bob Myers is an easy bait pick. I'm not mad at your pick. I'm not shitting on it. Maybe I am. Yeah. But yeah. But <laughs> Bob Myers, it's like if he's not rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, though. That's the difference. If you're a guy yeah. who's doing that and come out successful and actually resuscitate the Titanic, oh yeah, and make it run, that's one yeah. thing. And that's why I picked the guy that is made smart and very shrewd moves because when you deal with Trader Danny in Utah, he let his emotions get in the way. said, I'm not going to send Donovan Mitchell to New York. I'm going to send him as a punishment to a playoff team in Cleveland. So Kobe Altman is going to be my executive of the year because he has two all-stars. Donovan Mitchell – you know, he has Evan Mobley, who's, what, runner-up or in third place for Rookie of the Year. They have a bright future there, but they have guys in Isaac Coro and all those guys who come off the bench for them. Uh, Karis yeah. LeVert, they have a solid enough core and second unit to show that he's doing a great job building that team up. And you said this on the Eastern Conference preview, that this is one of the first years for a long time that when I hear Cleveland, I don't think of the hashtag he shan't be named. And that's a great yeah. thing for them. That's a yeah. great thing for them. So Kobe Altman from the Cavaliers is my executive of the year um, in the preseason awards here on the podcast. So coach of the year. Coach of the year. <laughs> Don't you I already know what you're gonna say, then you why are you laughing? So, so so listen, you gotta look at the track. Like these awards for the exec and coach. I feel like it does have a lot to do with what you have been building up to and what you have been doing. Mm -hmm. And the fact that kid was able to even get the Mavs to the Western conference finals last year, albeit you, people want to say injuries and this and the West wasn't really whatever it was, but you're still in the Western conference finals. Right. No matter what your emotions say about it. One star. So you lose your supposed second star 
and you're kind of back in that area where it's like, okay, I feel like the Mavs could still surprise some people. I think they can get back to the top again. And I'm predicting a huge year for both kid and somebody who I'll mention a little bit later in my home cooking session here. Of course, of course. We realize this. And Luka Lamar, yeah. that's with two R's. Doncic is, yeah. is going to be a prominent player in that. But my coach of the year is coaching easily the most versatile team in the league in Los Angeles. His name is Tyron Liu, who proved that he was not only good with – the coaching end of it, but coaching is not just X's and O's, is how you deal with the Jimmys and the Joes, as they say. And his dealing of with personnel in Cleveland is dealing with the personnel there in Los Angeles to make them competitive, even without Paul George, even without Kawhi Leonard. And now you have them back, and now you have a lineup full of wings between six foot six and six foot ten. Come yeah. on, man. Some of the lineups you can run. And you oh, just yeah. named Richard Jackson as a starting point guard for that team. So John Wall will be coming off the bench. Imagine a former all-star at that level who hadn't played, who was hungry as hell, coming off the bench and leading that second unit. He's going to have free reign. Yeah. Tyron Lue, go to the year in the National Basketball Association this I year. I like that. That's I like that. He, does, he doesn't get enough credit. Usually he who shan't be named coaches don't fare too well in the league. No, that's not so. true. That's not true. That's not true. Mike Brown got another job. Okay, wait. There's about wait. two. You know, Mike Brown. Eric Spolster could be coach of the year every year. Yes. Okay. So we're not talking about David Black. Okay, forget about him. Right? And the one that just got fired. Frank Vogel. And come on, man. I mean, like <laughs> they don't they don't Frank, fare too well. Frank was in over his head. No, no, you all you did was name one guy who should have never got the job in the first place. Oh, actually, two got guys that shouldn't have never gotten the job. You know who should have gotten the job in um LA? Jason Frederick Kidd. Yes, he was on that bench. You you forgot before he got the Dallas yeah. job? He was Jason the defensive Frederick identity Kidd, for the who had, who had yeah. the relationship with all the players who knew how to stay, stay out of the way, was a teammate of them uh, theirs on the dream team or the redeem team, whatever you want to call it. Come on, man. He was the defense uh, for them. Yeah. Work with me. Work with me, not yeah. against me, sir. So yeah, no, two I'm guys sure, never gotten those jobs, right? And then you see he wins a championship. He still won a championship with the guy who said didn't fare so well. You can't do that. I'm not going to allow yeah. you to do slander that man's name. Because I'm just saying it's not easy to, to coach a he who shan't be named team. He's one of his coaches. It's, a hard, still it's a hard to, task. He'll get some of the finals. But the one who stood up to him, the one who really stood up to him, was Tyron Lue. And that's why he's going to yeah. be the guy who commands respect in that Clippers locker room, no matter what you've won. I like so respect yeah. Tyron Lue. Now, our defensive player of the year, this is going to trip a lot of people out when I get to it. And I'm going to explain why. He of a new extension of four years and $109 million. So Bob Myers doling out a quarter billion dollars to Andrew Christian Wiggins and Jordan Poole, my defensive player of the year, a guy who showed improvement in the playoffs, he finally found a home where he realized his potential as the third piece on a quality team instead of being the number one guy, Andrew Christian Wiggins. His defense on Jason Tatum was crazy. They didn't have Draymond and, Green on Jason Tatum. And, and Luca. And Luca. Look, think about what I'm saying to you. And then he punched on him so nasty. I got that poster somewhere. 
Yeah. Don't be mad. Don't be mad at me. I'm just. Oh no no no. I, I, Andrew I Wiggins. Was tripping. I, I heard. Andrew Wiggins is a perimeter defender who now has been entrusted and said, "We, you have a home now. This is going to be the first time in his career he feels like he's at home." So the Minnesota trade was just like, "Okay, that was business. He did what he can do, but he wasn't really at home in Canada the South. He he wasn't, right? He gets traded to Golden State where there are no expectations on him except for him to do his job. Becomes a first-time All Star. Gets an extension in the championship. That's going to." I don't think that's going to make him walk backward. I believe that when he sees that these guys are getting older and he can extend that, that's when he has the opportunity. So, okay, well, it can be me and Jordan Poole and these guys going for and James Wiseman as these guys get older. It could be me, but I have to play a role because they're going to tell me, look, Dominguez is going to get some more minutes. Maybe we don't play Draymond as much in the early season. You're going to have to step up and do what you did in the playoffs. Like once you start and you set a bar – you can't go below that bar, and they give him that money to make sure he doesn't go below that bar. And I think in oh. Golden State, he'll do that. So I have a surprise pick for my defensive player of the year, a perimeter guy, and Andrew Christian Wiggins. Don't hate it, especially after seeing him lock up my – I wouldn't say lock up, but contain my guy and Luca, and then seeing what he did against um, uh, Tatum in the finals. So yeah, man. and that's the stage to do it on. So I don't hate mm-hmm. it. Uh, I will go again, kind of easy bake, but he's pretty much in the top three of this every year. He's in a new environment that desperately needs that defense. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the French giant, Rudy Gobert. The stifle tower is going to get exposed like dog nuts in the playoffs again by some wing guy, Robert Covington Probably. or something. Oh, but well, he's still Probably. in the West because they have realignment with the expansion but we'll talk about that a little bit later or some other yeah. podcast Th- thankfully <laughs> these aren't playoff awards they're seasonal awards. <laughs> yeah 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 and i'm not mad at rudy Gobert. i mean like you said it's easy bake and i could have gone draymond green because he has a lot to prove this year i could have gone you know um marcus smart because he has a lot to prove because they brought Ma- malcolm brogdon in who could have been on the all injured reserve list i like malcolm yeah. brogdon former rookie of the year in the nba i like him a lot but he is often injured, and so you know if he can make that work in Boston, he could have been on this list as well. So, but um, all first, uh, all all defense was it all first team? What was it how Tony Allen say Tony that? Allen? All defense, first team, all defense. Tony Allen, the Tony Allen Awards, man, first team all defense yeah. in the NBA, and um, you have your list. Yeah, it's pretty much identical to the the actual first team list of 2022. But what? instead of J- Triple J being on there, right, run, run, run your list. Run your list. Okay, so I got Gobert, Smart, Giannis, Bridges, and take out Triple J and you put Bam out of bio. Okay, not mad at that. And don't you have to do it yeah. by position, though? First team all defense, you have to do about this. You can have like 15 centers on it. Come on, man. Come on. Well, first team all defense, you have to. So, look, all right, I'm going to help you out. If it's my position, then I guess you can slot Triple J back in there. Yeah, but you already got Giannis in there. And you got Rudy in there. He he was on that. he, He was still on that list. Okay, then I guess they did do it by position. So, yeah, I don't think they do. I don't think they do. me mentally, I, I just can't do that where I have like six power forwards. I I, I can't do yeah. that. And but so yeah. 
it, it, whether I'm going against the grain or not, I just believe these guys are going to be them. And I, I put a lot of faith in Davion Mitchell. Last year, I was really reaching for the young guys, giving him an opportunity, thinking he was going to have an opportunity in Sacramento, and he didn't do that. But Davion Mitchell, Alex Caruso, I think he's going to be the first guy who comes up the bench to be first-team all-defense. Alex Caruso. I said it. I said it. You know, know, I think opportunities there for him, too, because Lonzo, we don't know what's going to happen with him. Andrew Wiggins might end up being the second player to win defensive player of the year, but be second, but be on the second team all defense. Marcus Hall was the first one in 2013. I think Draymond Green is going to get that spot. Giannis and Jared Allen of the Cleveland Cavaliers is going to be in the middle for me. That's just me personally. So, all right. But yeah, rookie. uh, The position, the position's not a thing because Triple J was on that first team last year. It was good, but he can't stay on the court. No. That's part of his problem. He is a walking foul. And if you stay on the court, that changes my my whole lineup as a result. So Jaron Jackson Jr., he has to work on his footwork. He has to work on being less – I don't want to say less aggressive, more disciplined is a better way to put it. More disciplined in defensive posture in order to stay on that team and stay on the court. So uh, rookie of the year. So – I don't want obviously, you know, it's easy to say Paolo, and that is my answer, but pre-injury was actually gonna be Chet. Oh pre-injury, I was I was going with Chet. And again, it all comes down to opportunity. Oklahoma's still waiting for someone to really take the horns. You know, there's a, a Canadian franchise that is trying to steal their current star in, in Shy. So I don't see Shy, I didn't see Shy lasting there. Uh, the full year, to be honest. So I thought Chet becoming the guy was was for his for the taking, and it was just going to be easy for him to to really become rookie of the year. But unfortunately, prayers up for him, and hopefully he has a speedy recovery. But now I'm going to go back to Paolo. Opportunity is going to make a difference, and Ben Carroll is going to have more than enough opportunity in Orlando. I think he's too up and down to be that guy. And so from from the popularity standpoint, he's going to get that. But I'm going to go out west to a team that nobody gets to watch. Shout out to my man, Mark Jones, who is hotter than fish grease at all times. And the Sacramento Kings and Keegan Murray. Hmm. Remember I said this. Keegan Murray is going to be one of the best young players in in the National Basketball Association in three years. Keegan Murray is going to have opportunity. He is efficient. He's the Big Ten Player of the Year last year. I think two years in a row, was he? I can't remember. But whatever the case is, he's in the NBA now, and I think he's in the right situation for himself to grow as a player with other young players. Darren Fox is going to see, again, that he has the team around him. You have <clears throat> Holmes and Sabonis around him. Sabonis passes the ball. This kid can shoot. He can finish the basket. He can handle the ball. He can play defense. So okay. I'm going to give it up to Keegan Murray, the Sacramento Kings, I can't remember the last time he had rookie of the year in Sacramento. Boogie wasn't rookie of the year. I don't know if he was. We have to look that yeah. up. But it, it, I'm saying like Oscar Robertson was the last rookie of the year for the Sacramento Kings <laughs> back when they were the damn Cincinnati Royals or something back in the '60s. I don't know. I can't remember. But that's yeah. my rookie of the year, Keegan Murray. Um, 
I don't remember Boogie being rookie of the year. He wasn't. Yep, I, I confirmed. He was on the first team, but he wasn't right. rookie of the year. Okay. All right. So our all rookie team. Yeah. I'm gonna give you my oh. all rookie team. I got my yeah. all rookie team. I'm already. I'm ready. Obviously, I got yeah. Keegan Murray on that team. And Paolo Banquero. Paolo Banquero. I'm going to have a nickname for him before the end of the year. I guarantee you it's going to be nice. And uh, Jaden Ivey from the Pistons. I think he's going to have an opportunity again in Detroit to do a lot. A kid that I'm really high on that people are sleeping on. From Australia, 6'7", 195. Played for the G League Knight last year. His name, Dyson Daniels from Australia. He's going to come in like Jock Giddy. Okay, Josh Giddy won like rookie of the month four times and then re- win rookie of the year. Dyson Daniels is going to come off the bench and spell, you know, I, I know Jose Alvarado down there is a big fan favorite. But they've been yeah. invested in Dyson Daniels. He's going to get an opportunity, and I watched him in preseason as well. He looks very comfortable doing what he does, and I like that, and he's working on his shot. I like that pickup for them. So Dyson Daniels. Um, is the fourth player. And then Walker Kessler, big man out in Utah, going to be my first team all-rookie. Again, opportunity is going to make the difference in the, in these teams and these picks. I think he's going to be one of those guys. All right. We're, our our lists like are it? actually – You like it? It's actually our lists are just one player different. Um, really? Uh, yeah, I got Paolo, Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey is actually, to be honest – if Paolo is to lose, I had Jaden Ivey as actually my my second choice for rookie of the year. I I just like his his everything about him and and his opportunity in Detroit. Um, Keegan Murray and Walker Kessler simply because without Rudy and any identity in there, he is uh, all the opportunity in the world to sure. overtake fellow Canadian. Because uh, I don't see him. Just, Kelly Olenek is not a, a stopper in the middle. Kelly Olenek no, is going to be their no. four man. He's going to play in the four. He's not going to play in the exactly. five. So Kessler has all the reins. So the difference is I went shade and sharp. He's really being a homer, right? He's got have opportunities to be uninjured. And and I like that pick. I'm not mad at that. And and it's mainly just because the uh, the mystery of the person who hasn't really played right. a lot. Right. And his possibly ability to surprise and awe. So I think I'm, I'm going to go with Shaden Sharp. I, I just I feel like Shaden Sharp is in that same Jabari Smith conversation. And I'll tell mm. you why. And I can almost name this award the, the Stromile Swift Award. Stromile Swift Award. Because here's a guy with all the talent in the world, all the athleticism in the world. Will they ever realize that in the NBA? As much yeah. as I like Jabari Smith in college, I saw him be, get shut down by smaller, tougher players, which bothered me. We didn't get a chance to see Shaden Sharp. We know he has we we know he has bounce bounce. We know he has bungees. We know what can he do with those in games and game time situations. We'll find out. But I feel like he's in that situation, and I feel like Jabari Smith, who I liked a lot, like I said, I thought he was going to be the number one pick. He wasn't number two or whatever. Wasn't even number two. He went to Houston, yeah. and he's going. It's a pecking order down there. There's a bunch of young guys in Houston who are going to be fighting for minutes and and, and shine, starting with Jalen Green, who's going to get the, the ball and do what he does. 
What Jabari Smith does with that, we'll find out. But I just feel bad that I've already put him in this category along with Shaden Sharp as one of those Showmile Swift guys who have, you know, they have talent. They'll stay in the league a couple of years, maybe play long enough to get their pension, but never make the difference people thought they would make. So, um, first team. I'm sorry. What were you saying? I I just said hope for the best. No doubt. Uh, All NBA first team. This season, and this is where you, you get real happy, huh? You name your first well, team All NBA. It's hard because, again, the um, what happened in the past two years, I think it ends this year, right? We saw the mess with Durant and Brooklyn injuries. He's going to be reinserted back into this conversation again. You have he who shan't be named, hopefully with a better situation in Los Angeles. We don't know how this is going to play out. But again, Mm -hmm. if he stays healthy and his teammates stay healthy, he could be reinserted back into this conversation. So it it it's hard. It's not as easy as it has been. We don't know. Yeah, but I I'm gonna go with this. You know, you have to do positions on this one. It's positions. It's positions. It's all NBA teams. I think I'm I think I'm still sticking true to that. So I got. Luca and Steph at the one and two. You can choose okay. whichever one, and I yeah, think that, 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 that yeah. it is what it is. Um, I have Durant at the three. <laughs> I'm you not know, eight. I'm not judging you. Not on trial. I, so he 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 can be three or four. He can be three or four. Mm-hmm. But I have Durant at the three, and. I have Giannis and, and Joker, and you could put them again four and five. It doesn't matter. Uh, you put Joker at five, you put Giannis at four. Yes, that's how that's going to work. So, okay. okay. Um, my team, and Tamisius Demel Morant, you must trust. He will be in the MVP conversation all year long this year. Wow. Guaranteed. So, is it Luca or at Steph? That's two, off this Luca, list. Lamar, Doncic. Okay. At the three. The hashtag he who shan't be named at the four, Giannis Ugo Laterence Tentacumpo. At the five, that's why I have my issue. It'd be easy bake to say Joker, but Nicola Jermaine, that's J apostrophe M-A-Y-N-E, will have the help he didn't have last year and so less of a load on him. So his numbers will dip, but who will have more numbers and more responsibility this year because it's Championship or bust is the Colonel's son, Joel Hans and Bede, will be my first team all NBA selection this year. Okay. So, yeah. I see him going out trying to get like two points tonight and doing 14, 15 boards tonight, trying to go like that. They were pretty much interchangeable all season between the MVP. So, 100%. 100%. So, I don't don't hate that. I mean, segues, much like tricks are for kids. So let's go into the MVP conversation. I already know who you got. Like, you don't even have to tell us. Like, but well, I, I think I could clear it up. I could clear it up for people. It, it's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. You know, and I and I mentioned it earlier, right? His second co-star went to New York, mm-hmm. and we don't know who's really going to be the second guy on this team anymore. So with that. I think he's going to take on more of a, again, ball handling and shooting load than ever before because Spencer Dinwiddie's great and he will be there, but I don't think Dinwiddie was going to do what Brunson was doing. I think he's going to stick in that 
you know, that role that he played. So I think Luca's numbers go up again. I think the Mavs win more games. And it's just the magic. So the magic you need for MVP, it's not just stats, people. It's not just wins. You need the help of the media. You need the help of um, narrative. And Luca, for the last like two or three years in Vegas, has had the narrative. So, okay. And I'm going to disagree yeah. with you on the wins part. I think they're going to be a six or seven seed. And the last time somebody won an MVP from that far back in the, in the excuse me in the standings was Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City. They were a six seed and they won the most valuable player. But that's because he averaged a triple double in that season. It was the first time since Oscar Robertson that anyone had done that. So I think you talked about yeah. narrative. That was part of the narrative, right? Okay. So <clears throat> Luke is going to have to average a triple double to get that narrative because which is possible 100%, but can he take yeah. it? The rigor of NBA basketball on Luca is different because he's been playing professionally since he was 15. Yeah. So you look at Russell Westbrook, who was built to just go 100 miles an hour regardless. Luca's not built like that. No. And so put more weight on him when he needs to lose some weight. I'm not talking about the weight. Oh, physical weight. oh. Like another point. Season for the whole season, right? Yeah. I bet you Lucas smokes cigarettes in the off season over in Slovenia. He I'm does, not playing. I think he smokes he cigarettes in the off season. There, there's a Huka Doncic thing on Twitter, but he, this is a I'm different off season. Dog walking around, you know, with a Bex and, and, and a cigarette in his hand. I feel this like he does that off season. Okay, he, he just got off a grueling one of the best European. One percent again. That, again, that's what I'm asking. Like. Does he have the, the rigor of playing that much basketball, even at that age? Certain people are built a, a different way. Like, you don't go to 10 NBA finals without having a regiment. Somebody yeah. spends over a million dollars in his body. I don't think that Luke does that. And I don't think that's necessary for everybody. He's not. But it speaks to the level of discipline you have to have in order to be that guy. Will he be the MVP? I didn't pick him as the MVP this year. Mm-hmm. I picked a guy who... I believe is going to get his team to the Western Conference Finals this year. And he's going to play either the Warriors or the Clippers. And it's Demetrius Jamel Laurent, who's going to be the most valuable player of the National Basketball Association. You talked about narrative. You talked about like the thing. I think that this kid, Santi Aldama, is going to help them from a shooting standpoint. And because he dribble penetrates and can kick out and stay in the air for like an ungodly amount of time to kick out the shooters. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's going to be close to a guy who's 20 and 10 in the league this year. That's why I see going yeah. 20 and 10. So he goes 20 and 10. He went to MVP. They do a deep run into the playoffs. It's Demetrius Demel Morant as my MVP for the 2022-2023 season. And the two teams in the NBA Finals, sir, who are you selecting? So because – Again, naturally, I picked my coach of the year to be Jason Kidd. I picked my MVP to be Luka Doncic. The reason why they get those awards is because, yeah, I'm going all in. I think the Dallas Mavericks are going to the NBA Finals. And, yeah, it sounds far-fetched, but, again, they they were just there in the Western Conference Finals against Golden State, which I don't think is going to be the same Golden State Warriors anymore. It won't be. 
So I think with you the West, I'm not going to say the West is wide open, but barring health issues, which have bothered the Clippers for a while, barring Jamal Murray not returning completely to form, this is my logic here, and mm. the mess that's in the Lakers, it's open for a Dallas or a Memphis to come in to play who? Take, the Conference Finals. Take the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, and then, so that's the NBA Finals. So you have the Dallas Mavericks versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I'm not even asking who you're going to, who you say is going to win. I haven't decided on that yet. That, that, that is uh, un, undecided. <laughs> you lie. Why lie? It's Sunday. Don't lie. Okay. You know what? For the sake of being a, a homer and not having Mavs fans, Don't who say may watch being a homer. You this. we know you're a homer. We know who you're gonna pick. Uh, the, the, hey, this is actually the first year. This is the first year that I'm actually taking them to win, which mm. is pretty kind of nuts when you consider they do not have a second All Star on the team. But yeah, I'll go with the Dallas Mavericks. I do believe you are correct on the Golden State Warriors falling short. I think they're going to fall short in the conference semifinals. Yeah, and it's all becoming – it's it's all going to be in relation to what happened uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I won't I will put too much on that. But I think, again, yeah. chemistry, there's a delicate ballet you have to dance. And they're not going to be shaken by that because they have a culture. But Draymond did break their trust, and they have to figure out one way or the other, even if they do the, the fake temporary trust. Something's going to happen there, and something has to happen. And I don't think they beat the Clippers in the in the semifinals. They're going to face end up facing the Clippers in the semifinals. Memphis is going to be in the conference finals against the Clippers. And I can't believe I opened my mouth to say this, but the Los Angeles Clippers will make it to the NBA finals. I was thinking about that too. If they're healthy, that's that's the big thing with that. The Los Angeles Clippers will make it to the NBA finals, healthy or not. Okay, that's a statement. Because of what Tyron Lue has done in the past seasons, because those guys are in power now. So the guys coming off the bench are not like, oh, man, I can't, I'm stuck in this role. Luke Kennard, Amir Coffey, Brandon Boston, they're not star names or not any anything you think is great, but or Robert Covington, these guys have experience now. That experience means something. Nicholas Batum, it means something. It's going to mean a lot in the – Interim when you have an injury, maybe to Paul George, an injury to Kawhi Leonard, if that happens. Yeah. These guys can be ready. And I like that as a pick. And then in the East, I think it's too much going on in Boston. I do believe as much as is I'm against this, that especially with the Connaughton injury, they'll figure out a way to move some pieces that bring in the one man army, Jay Crowder into Milwaukee, and Milwaukee ends up going to the NBA Finals. Beating, once again, the Brooklyn Nets, and they're going to blow that thing up in Brooklyn. It's going to be done after this season. It'll be True. the Bucks versus the Clippers in the Finals, and Giannis wins his second championship. Okay. And Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder gets to, to take Eric Snow off of his name. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. When we talk about Eric Snow. So the Milwaukee Bucks, the 2022-2023 NBA champions. All right. And with that being said, I want to thank my very special guest, my man, Ryan Antonio Henry, who keeps me moving yes, and so much behind the scenes to make this happen. The podcast for basketball and life are one. And so and so until next time.
Do remember, do what's popular with the population. Make sure you don't get beat off the dribble and keep listening to The Open Run with Will Strickland. Rich kid, my mellow, my man. Do what you do when you do it, sir. Easy.